with me to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of the Apostles, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of the Apostles, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. letter to the church at Ephesus. Hallelujah. Chapter 1, if you'll drop down to about the 11th verse. Chapter 1, 11th verse. I'm reading from the New King James translation. In him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to his counsel of his will hallelujah that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory to the praise of his glory doesn't matter my father's praise hallelujah my father father in the precious name of jesus lord we give you the honor and the glory and we give you our praise lord we thank you for being god we thank you for allowing us to assemble ourselves in this place thank you god for showing in us there is still yet a glimmer of hope that we might be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and filled with your spirit. That we be endowed with power from on high. That we can take on any challenge. We can take on any circumstance or situation. For the power that dwells within us is not of us, but it is from on high. Jesus paid the price for it all. And so, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for being our God. We thank you for being our Father. We thank you, God for being our everything in the precious name of Jesus we thank God if you just keep standing on your feet just for a few moments just for a few moments in the affirmation of our faith if you will Psalm 34 I will bless the Lord and his praises I will bless the Lord and his praises when trouble comes and trouble rises, when there's confusion, when there is storms in my life, I will bless the Lord. When I can't see my way, when darkness seems to encompass me, I will bless the Lord. When I can't find a friend and when my finances are low, I still will bless the Lord. I will give God praise. I will magnify his name in the face of my enemies. In, in, in the valley as well as on the mountain, I will bless the Lord and his praises. Amen. You may be seated in the precious name of the Lord. God bless you.
Amen. Come on, give God some praise for these psalmists. I thank God for them. For, for the Brian, God bless you. Y'all pray that Brian don't, don't leave us because I keep throwing out songs on him. I got you, Doc. All right. <laughs> thank you, brother. Amen. Yeah, thank you, man. All right. All right. We should not tarry long, but I do want to preach the word of God in, in the gospel. I, 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 I want you to know that I really struggle with this in the sense that, that God is saying, you know what, we, we, we need to stay focused and we need to stay on point about the gospel. I, I, I recognize that we, in years past and even in this year, we recognize Mother's Day, we recognize certain days and all that, but there's really only one day that we really should be recognizing, that is the Lord's Day. And so I had to tie some things together. I prayed about it and asked God, how can we bridge this and let people know that we do acknowledge fathers and we acknowledge what you're doing in our lives, doing in fathers' lives, doing in our children's lives and all of that. And how do we bring all of that together? And God spoke to me in this, 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 this chapter, in this book, in this verse, that, that here's what we really need to take hold of. In times past, we've talked about uh, fathers and examples of fathers. We've talked about Abraham being the father of Isaac. We, we've talked about how, how Joseph was the surrogate father of Jesus. And we've talked about David being fathers. And, and, and I had to go back and I, I looked at all of those fathers, even, even the father of the prodigal son. We dealt with him some time ago. And I looked at all of that. And, and, and I, it occurred to me that every one of those fathers had some flaw in some form or another. Uh, there, there, was, there was something that was not quite right. I mean, even though Father Abraham was just a, a pivotal point and foundation of, of, of faith and all of that, and, and David was a king of Israel and all of that, he had some flaws within him. He, he did some bad parenting. Now, we, 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 we found that even Abraham did, did some things that he shouldn't have been doing and lying and you know, pretending that Sarah wasn't his wife and some crazy stuff like that. In other words, there were some flaws in the patriarchal fathers that we have seen over the years. And so God says, says, says you know what? He says, then, then if you really want to talk about fathers, then talk about the ultimate father. Talk about the father in whom you can find no flaw, no fault, no, no defect. If, if, if you really want fathers to have an example of what they ought to be, then talk about the father that loves the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. If you really want fathers to step up, don't give them a flawed image of an individual that had to get right with God first. Go to God first and then you will have some fathers that can be men of renown if you've got God in their lives first. And so 
in this book of Ephesians, I find Paul's letter to the church of Ephesus. And he starts to talk to them about basically a, a doxology. And a doxology simply is giving God praise and recognizing for what he's done and acknowledging who he is and dealing with the things that God has done for you in your life. A doxology says that I praise you, Lord, in spite of what I'm going through. A doxology says, Lord, I'm going to worship you every chance that I get. I'm going to give you the glory. I'm going to praise your name because without you, I can do absolutely nothing. It was God that brought me from a mighty long way. It was God that keeps on picking me up. It was God that keeps on wiping my tears. It was God that keeps on moving mountains out of my way. Somebody needs to have a doxology in their life where you get up and testify that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I would be somewhere locked up. I would be somewhere you're not going to pray with me because if you haven't had, a, haven't had an encounter with God such that you know that you've been delivered, know that you've been brought up, know that you've been healed, know that God made a way out of no way. Listen, and so Paul pins this letter while yet in prison. I, 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 you got to love that about him. He says, I, I, I'm going to praise you and let you know that you need to praise him. Even though I'm on temporary lockdown, I, I, I know, know that God is still worthy of the praise. You go with me to that first chapter, drop down to about the third verse. And then the third verse, and I'm just going to let this preach by itself. I got to looking at this and I tried to put some spins on it, but God says, I don't need no spinning here. I got this one. Blessed be God, be the God and somebody read the next word. Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Now he said a whole lot there. If you allow me to break that down just a, a, a little bit. Let me, let, me, let me go back. If you want an example of a father, he says, he says blessed be God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. First of all, know that he's the one who created Christ. Know that he is Christ. Know that he is God. God the Father, the creator of all things, not just all things, but the redeeming factor that would allow all of us to be saved. Oh, you didn't get that here. God says you, you, you gotta love the person who creates an avenue for you to be redeemed unto him. You gotta love the person that makes a way for you when there was no way that will make it possible for you to be saved and your sins to be washed away. You gotta love the person that who is the orchestrator, the author, or the finisher of your faith that you know that you could not got out of the mess that you were in by yourself, but by divine intervention, God stepped in and made a way for you out of nowhere. 
you got to love God for that. Hallelujah. And so he says, look at his blessed be him. Bless. Give God some praise and glory in this. He says, blessed be him for every spiritual blessing. If you want an example of a good father, watch this. He says, give them spiritual blessings. The, 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 God, the God of our fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He says, he gave them spiritual blessings. Hallelujah. My brothers, if you desire for your children to be saved, sanctified, filled with the presence of God, the holiness of God, then give them spiritual blessings. Give them spiritual blessings. But see, you can't give what you ain't got. I, let me work on marinate on that for a minute and understand something. You can't, you can't talk to talk without walking to walk. You, 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 you can't have it both ways. You, you can't be sometimes in and sometimes out. You've got to be 100% committed that yes, if my children are to be blessed, they're going to get some spiritual blessings. Then where does spiritual blessing come from? It comes from God. Wait, wait, wait. Let me go a little bit deeper here. Let me go a little bit deeper. He says, he says, look, with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, in Christ. And so how do I get those spiritual blessings? I got to go through Christ. See, oh, see my brother, sometimes some folk don't understand. They don't really get it that they can't work out certain circumstances on their own. See, the warfare that we are dealing with is not flesh and blood. But, 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 but somebody will tell you that it's spiritual to the pulling down of strongholds. In other words, I'm trying to tell you that sometimes your fight ain't with an individual, but with an entity. Sometimes your fight is not things that you can put your hands on or wrap your, your, your fingers around. No, 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 no. Sometimes it's an intangible that you got to come with, up with and you got to step it up to know when you are in a spiritual battle. When you wake up depressed for no reason, you in a spiritual battle. When you don't know, when you start to out of the room and don't know why you went into the room, then you in a spiritual battle. If you got some folk just hell hounding you and you don't even know why they are on your trail, you got some spiritual battles. If folk are talking about you and you ain't said nothing to them, you got some spiritual battles on your hands. Tell somebody it's spiritual. Your issue is spiritual. Yeah. And the only way to be able to deal with that you need some spiritual power. You need some Holy Ghost power. Hallelujah. When doctors walk away from you, you need Holy Ghost power. Before you enter into the courtrooms of judgment on this side, you need spiritual power. Hallelujah. And so he says, look here. He says, you got spiritual blessings. 
He says, in heavenly places, in Christ. How do you get it? He just answered the question. How do you get that spiritual power? You got to get it through Christ. Tell somebody, you can't get it no other way. Ah, you can get hoodoo and you do and all the voodoo you want. But, but, but until you get Jesus, ain't no power like Holy Ghost power. He says, he says, when you get Jesus, when you get power in Christ, he can deal with all of your spiritual woes. He can deal with all of that darkness that surrounds you. He can deal with all of those things. And so you don't have to worry. You can lay down and go on to sleep and get your rest because God is fighting your battle. God is still covering you and hovering you. Even while you slumber and sleep, God is still working it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all remember Mordecai? And if you don't remember Mordecai, you remember Esther? Hallelujah. You remember, you know, Esther was quite, she bad. You gotta love you some Esther. Esther could come in and just walk in the room. Everything gotta stop. There's a few Esthers up in here. I got one sitting over there. Walk in the room, stuff gotta stop. And then that, that right digging door. All right, you better say so. Your wife's sitting right here somewhere. But Mordecai. Mordecai, Mordecai was her uncle, and, 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 and he, he had, had, uh, he had been doing some things, and, 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 and people were against him, and they had set him up that he might be killed. And he sent for Esther, he sent for Esther and told her, said, look, don't, don't, don't think you're going to escape, because a decree has went out from the king that all of us are going to be killed. He says, I need you to do something. I need you to do something. I need you to go talk to the king. She says, well, I've been then to see the king for such a long time. It's not proper for me to go in at the king. But the Bible goes on to tell us that there was a light on in the king's house. The king, for some unexplained reason, was up at night. Mordecai tells Esther, go and talk to the king. She says, I ain't been called. I don't need I, I shall surely die if I, if I go talk to the king out of order. He says, you may have been called for such a time as this. See, but there was a light on in the king's house. And, and the light on, the king was up. And the king was going over the books. And in the books were written the deeds that had been done and that Mordecai had done some great things. And he says, what has been done for Mordecai who has done these things? He said, nothing. He's in prison. Well, he says, here's what you need to do. Go get my, my, my signet ring and put the, uh, around his neck and parade him through town and give him high honors and all of those things. I'm just trying to tell somebody. I don't want to preach Esther today. 
But I'm just trying to tell you that there's a light on in the king's house. And when you are living right for God, God will not forget. God remembers you. God will order you up out of your prison, up out of your sickness, up out of your sorrow, up out of your depression. God will he, God is in, in reading the book because there's a light on in the king's house oh you don't believe me go to the book of revelation and revelation will tell you that the light is always on in heaven because it doesn't go out so god must be up doing something and i believe he's reading the record because he himself is the light oh my god there's a light on there's a light on let me hurry let me hurry. I've just got, to, got, got a few more minutes here. And he says, he says, look, he says, just as he chose us. Help your neighbor. Tell him you chose it. You, you don't act like it, but you chose it. You, you, he chose you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, do, you, you know, do you ever have them siblings where, where every now and then when you really want to get next to them, you say, you know, you adopted, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, they done worked your last nut. And it's not until they grow up and get a little more knowledge and get saved and say, listen, yes, but I was chosen. You were by accident. Yeah, yeah. Some of y'all been told that. I know, I know. He chose us. He chose us in Him before the foundations of the world. He chose us in Himself. He chose us through Christ before the foundations of the world. In other words, God says, "I've got a plan for you that even before the foundation of the world was set, I already had a plan for you that you would be great, that you would be awesome, that you would be wonderful, that you would be holy, that you would be saved." He said before the foundations of the world that you should be holy and without blame. Tell somebody, can't nobody hold nothing against you. Can't nobody bring up anything against you. He says, God chose me before the foundations of the world that I could be holy and without blame before him in love. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Having predestined us that God had already made up his mind about what he was going to do with me there was just one slight condition that God had already had decided on that there was a way there was an avenue for me to get to him and be perfect and to be holy and be blameless and that was through Jesus Christ having predestined us by adoption as sons by Jesus Christ in other words in other words the day that I accept Christ, the day that I believe on him, the day that I choose him as my savior, that's the day of my adoption. That's the day my papers go through. That's the day that God wipes the slate clean. That's the day of my new birth. That's the day of God's favor falling upon me. That's the day when I declare that Jesus is Lord. That's the day that I 
I celebrate the glory of God. And watch this. He says, according to the gospel, do his good pleasure. God says, I did it because I wanted to. I did it because I can. I did it because it pleases me to demonstrate to every devil out there that there is a way back to God. Don't you let nobody tell you that you are lost. Don't you let anybody tell you that you so far gone that you can't be lifted up. Don't you let anybody tell you that you are less than a child of God. Don't you let anybody declare to you that you are not the most awesome thing that they ever encountered in life. God don't make mess. And he don't make mistakes. And so he says to his good pleasure, he says to praise him, the glory of God by his grace. He says in him we have redemption. Anybody been redeemed? Anybody been purchased with a price? Anybody been brought up, brought up? Anybody been carried? Did God come in and redeem you? Hallelujah. Did God come in and say, listen, I paid the price for him or her? Did God come in and say, listen, I, 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 I've got this one. This one belongs to me. Through his blood, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he had commanded to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will. Well, what was the mystery of his will? He just told it to us. He said the mystery of his will was to prove that he could save anybody. The mystery of his will was to say he had an avenue of how he could make himself incarnate and become flesh and then die on a cross and come back again just so that you and I might live and have eternal life. The mystery of his will was to say that I love you so much it doesn't matter what you've done it doesn't matter where you've been it doesn't matter how far you've gone he said I still love you with an everlasting love I still got you because you are my child I made you in my image sometimes you ought to walk by the mirror and say you know what God you looking alright today God, I, he, because you ought to know that you are blessed and highly favored of God is anybody in here blessed anybody got favor anybody start last but finish first anybody been down on the bottom but rose to the top anybody been outcast but now brought back in anybody still going through but yet and still they go they you walk through the valley of the shadow of death anybody named here saying I fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me he says I got redemption I got redemption I got I got by the blood but I got forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace he says which he had made abound toward us with all of it if you want a father you want a father a real father look to one that 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 is making sure that his people that his children understands that salvation is real if you want if you want if you want the 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 the, the, the iconic view of an awesome father 
then go to the one who says, listen, I'm going to show you a pathway of righteousness. I'm going to show you a pathway. And if you want to mimic that awesome father, then we need to teach our children that yes, there is a way to righteousness. There is a way to holiness. There is a way to glory. There is a way that you can come up out of the stuff that you're in. There's a way for you not to be held back no matter what any label or what somebody tries to put on you. You need to understand that because I've deposited in you the pathway to holiness, the pathway to righteousness. I've deposited into you the power of the Holy Ghost. I've deposited into you the access to Almighty God. I've deposited into you the knowledge that God has a light on in the King's house. I've deposited into you that you are awesome and we're fearfully and wonderfully made. I have made a deposit in you. You can't help but succeed. Hallelujah. We need to tell more of our children, not only that we expect greatness. Hallelujah. We're looking for greatness to abound. We're looking for greatness to shower down all over you. Hallelujah. In these last few verses, he says, I made known the mystery. Is there anybody else in here besides me that ever wondered, God, why me? I'm talking about on the good side and the bad side. You know what you did, but it keeps on blessing me. You know where you've been. But he keeps on bringing me out. You know what you've done. But he keeps on forgiving me. You know, you know the folk. You got names and numbers even within your cell phone right now. That's all messed up. But yet and still, God says, wait a minute. As long as you still got my number on speed dial, as long as you can still call on me, as long as you don't forget who I am, I'll come in and intervene in your life and I will make all things new. And for some of us, don't you just feel bad when you think about how bad you've been and how good God has? been to you now if you don't feel bad about that the feeling that you got ain't God I just need to let you know that ain't Jesus but if you feel bad sometimes Lord you know I could have done better Lord, I, I, I know I could have did a little bit more. I could have came up a little bit high. I could walk a little straighter. God, I, I can live a little bit better. I got a testimony that you keep on blessing me. And God, I don't want your testimony of your blessings to me to become a, a, a hold or a bar against me when I stand before you because I'm going to have to give an account of everything that I've done in my life. And I want to say, God, I've done all that you asked me to do. Listen, listen, listen. If you want to be a great father, then look at what God is doing here. He says, according to his will, he said, he's, he's made known the mystery. So we know the mystery according to his good pleasure that he purposed himself, that, 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 that the dispensations of the fullness of the times. 
might together, mm, might gather together in one all things in Christ. In other words, he's saying, look here, I'm going to bring it all together at the proper time. All of your stuff, all of your issues, I'm going to bring it all together in the right order, in the right sequence. Don't get worried, don't get upset, don't get out of sorts because you don't see the things that you want to see right now. But wait a minute, just give it over to God. See, the problem is, too many times we're trying to work that thing for ourselves. We're going to force the issue and God knows something already down the road that we have not yet been able to see. We're taking a mouse view perspective of the world when God sees like a giraffe. See, somebody don't get that. You need to come up a little bit higher if you're going to see Father. And you can't get no higher than God. And when you get up to God, God knows your end already before it begins. He says, in him, in him, at verse 11, in him, we also have obtained an inheritance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to teach your children about inheritance. Because God has given me favor, there's going to be an inheritance for you. Because God has deposited something in me, I can yet deposit something in you. And because you are my child, because I know you, because I embrace you, because I love you, and because in spite of everything that you've done, that you acknowledge Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior, you have an inheritance. You have something that is beyond silver and gold. You have an inheritance. He said, being predestined according to the purpose, the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. God says, I had a talk with myself. Hallelujah. Did y'all catch that? Uh, you better stop talking about people that weren't around talking to themselves. Amen. Amen. They might be having a conversation with God. And said, look here. God says, I had counsel with myself. Yeah. I thought some things over. I looked at, I, I looked at it and I, I considered all of the things being predestined according to the purpose of him. In other words, I, he said he had a divine purpose in your life. Don't you, listen, I just need somebody to shout, I got purpose. Thank you, thank you, God bless you because you... There's somebody else who didn't say a word and they're just as lost as that can be. But when you know you got purpose, you know that your hands are guided by the master's hands. When you know you got purpose, it's not your feet carrying you, but it's God carrying you. When you know that you have purpose, that you are on a mission, that you are on a you are on a journey such that can't nobody take you off of. When you have purpose, that means you have been uniquely designed for this specific thing that's happening in your life. When you have purpose. Help your neighbor understand. Listen, the purpose of the wheels on your car. Your car can't fly yet. But the purpose of the wheels is to roll so that it can get you from A to B. Without the wheels, the car has no purpose. 
Listen, listen, listen. I, I, I got to help somebody, Deacon. I got I to let them know that you, 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 you are in divine order. That you know what? And sometimes your purpose, hallelujah. And it gets hard here. Because we ain't talking about wheels. We ain't talking about engines. We ain't talking about cars. But sometimes your purpose is to deal with that person next to you, in front of you, behind you, and demonstrate that God is still yet God. In spite of your troubles, in spite of your sorrows, in spite of your tears, in spite of your anger, in spite of your ups, in spite of your downs, my purpose is to still let you know that God is still in control. My purpose, oh, hallelujah, my purpose is, is to keep on showing up. You know, there's been a couple of times I said, well, you know what? I'm going to have to let somebody else handle this. But then I found out that my purpose was to keep on standing in spite of everything and having done all to stand then stand therefore put on the whole armor of God see if you're worried about you being able to stand try putting on the whole armor put on the breastplate of salvation put on the helmet of salvation come on put on some righteousness put on some holiness and you'll be able to stand when you got purpose when you find out that God has you here for a reason, God has you here to purify this, this, this unholy water. God has you here to stir up the gift. Anybody stirring up the gift in here? God has you here to tell somebody else, you don't have to keep sitting here and looking on from the sideline. It's time for you to get involved. It's time for you to praise God. It's time for you to worship. It's time for you to deliver. It's time. You got purpose. More than just sitting and watching life go by. Tell somebody, I got divine purpose. I can't make this stuff up. There's some stuff that I come out of that I don't even know how I got up. I got divine purpose. I fit in a specific certain situation, hallelujah. You know, I tell y'all all the time, I'm glad when my other preachers get up here and preach and people join church behind them because they had a divine purpose of calling to reach that person. Even though I've been preaching for 27 years as pastor, they did sat there and looked at me like, they ain't going nowhere. But let these elders get up. Let somebody else get up and stand here and push the right button at the right time they got purpose listen let's go home y'all come on deacons psalmist come on let's go hallelujah brother brian has already had to go but we're gonna just go on on with 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 the lord he said he says we got purpose according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will god talked it over with himself and said i got purpose for them that we who first trusted in Christ should be praised, the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. That we should be the praise of his glory. Now, now, brother Deacons, I, don't turn around. I can't see your faces. But if your face ain't right to invite somebody to the kingdom, it, it, if, if, if y'all been in my refrigerator and got them lemons out sucked on them before you came up in here you can't stand up here 
ministers of the gospel, listen, it's sometimes hard to preach to folk who don't want to hear you, but if, you, if you're not saying, come on, in the name of Jesus, I need y'all to sit down. Altar workers, if you ain't glad about listen, we got something good for you on this side of heaven to be a part of the kingdom of God, then you got to sit down. Mother's board, you got to sit My mothers are missing in action today. Pray for my mothers. Pray for my mothers. We got a whole row of mothers, and they're going through some things, but I need you to keep them in your prayer. And so here's what it's all about. As we are standing before you right now, and he's saying, look, according to his will, he said that we first trusted that, that, that we should be praiseworthy of his glory. In other words, all of these people up here should have some praise in them. All of these folks standing up here ought to have some praise in them. That he's praiseworthy of the glory. Is that we don't have to wait for somebody to give us a signal. We don't have to wait for somebody to put us on cue. But we ought to be praiseworthy. In other words, we got testimony. The reason that I'm standing here praising God is because God has been a blessing in my life. The reason I keep on pressing on. The reason I keep on showing up. The reason I keep on giving God the glory. Because God has been a blessing in my life. That's why I got to be praiseworthy. The reason I stand up out of my seat is because God is praiseworthy. You can look at me and tell that I've been through some things. My story will tell you that I've been through some things. But my praise tells you that I'm here for God's glory. If you want the real father, then you got to go to heaven to get an example of who a father ought to be. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. The door to church is now open. The door to church is now open. Somebody say praise the Lord. I'm praiseworthy. In other words, I got to give God praise just because I got to give God praise because he knows who I am. He knows my name. He's been there for me. I've got to give God praise. Why would anybody want to join a church where folk are standing there looking crazy? Why would anybody want to join anything where you all tied up and bound up, but you ought to be able to have a witness every now and then that says, you know what? I've been loosed. I've been set free. I've been made whole. I've been blessed. I've been cared for. I've been watched over. I've been brought up and I've been brought out. God keeps on making a way out of no way in him whom you trusted. You've heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also you believe. He said that's what it's all about because when you believe, thereby you are sealed by the Holy Ghost. You are sealed in the spirit. Tell somebody, you can't take this. You can't shake my foundation. You can't make me rattle and roll on this one. I will not change my mind. I'm not like the politicians. Say one thing on one day. Say something else on another day. Jesus is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's been blessing me. He's been keeping me. He's been watching over me. He's blessing me even right now. Hallelujah. The door of the church is open. If there's anybody here.